if you find that the day of judgment is going to happen and you have a seedling, a tree to plant, mm. just plant the tree anyway. So the point mm. here is that, you know, because ah, day of judgment is going to happen, ah, there's no point anyway. Like tomorrow is not going to happen, not going to come anyway. But still, the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi says, if it's something beneficial, just do it. When we first started the Barakah Effect Podcast, we aim to share our experiences and ideas on how to improve our work and life to gain success in this world and the hereafter. We are excited to release this episode to you, 40 Easy Productivity Tips to Enhance Your Life. This episode is a collective tips from the Barakah Effect team that they use in their daily lives. The tips we discuss covers techniques and mindset for getting things done and improving not only your life, but also your ibadah. All the tips we share is easy and you can put it into action right away. So turn up the volume, prepare your notes, and enjoy the discussion. Barakallahu fiqh. Walau anna ahla al-qura amanu wa attaqaw la fatahna alayhim barakatim min as-samai wal-ard. Bismillahirrahmanirrahim. Alhamdulillah wassalatu wassalamu ala rasulillah wa ala alihi wa sahbihi wa man tabi'ahum bi ihsanin ila yaumiddin. Assalamualaikum warahmatullahi wabarakatuh. Waalaikumsalam warahmatullahi wabarakatuh. Hayyakumullah. Ahla wa sahla marhaban bikum brothers and sisters. Welcome to the Barakah Effect Podcast and our topic today is 40 easy productivity tips to enhance your life. So Alhamdulillah, this episode we just wanted to do something a little bit different just to get our engine started back again with our Classic podcast discussion format, inshallah. But for this episode, it's going to be a general episode about productivity, sort of a lightning round on some quick and easy productivity tips that you, inshallah, can implement immediately. So as you all know, our theme here at the Barakah Effect has always been about productivity and optimizing how we can optimizing optimize our lives through Barakah, whether it's through in your dean, your career, your family, your studies, your life as a whole. So inshallah, we hope that the productivity tips that we're going to share here are something that you can apply in any of those areas. Inshallah. Okay? Inshallah. Inshallah. So, okay, let's just give a rundown on how this is going to work. Inshallah. So our intention here is that we're striving for 40, right? So the idea for this is that we're going in the traditional approach what, what many of our Muslim scholars of the past used to do, like, so they like to do compilations of 40 hadith, right? So we have the famous one, right? Al-Arba'un al-Nawawiyah, right? The 40 yeah. hadith of Imam al-Nawawi. <laughs> so if you have, are familiar with the book, even if you open the book 40 hadith of Imam al-Nawawi, he starts his introduction by recognizing other books who are also compiling 40 hadith. So you have 40 hadith on akhlaq, right? 40 hadith on aqidah, 40 hadith on jihad. And even in modern times, we have uh, modern authors like Dr. Ali al-Barghuthi who wrote Heart Therapy, which is uh, 40 hadith on purification of the soul. And uh, also this book, uh, This Is Love, which is uh, 40 hadith on love. Love for Allah, love for Rasulullah, and love for Allah's creation and so on. And uh, just also, just a background disclaimer, we know that it's not necessarily going to be like exact 40. Yeah? It's not like, oh, you know, nothing more, nothing less, that kind of thing. It's like a rule of thumb. <laughs> right? Yeah. So like even, for example, uh, 40 hadith of Imam How many hadith are inside? 42. 42. Ah, exactly. 42, mashallah. Even this book, This Is Love, actually has 42 as well. So it's sort of like a, a ballpark kind of figure. So actually, yeah, that's sort of an estimate. We also, we don't know, we have no idea how, how many we have prepared collectively. We kind of left it to the secret, to left it to this episode, inshallah. So yeah, well, that's, that's the number we're going to strive for, inshallah. 
And the idea here is we want to come up with as many unique productivity tips as we can. So if let's say a brother shares a productivity tip, and then if let's say it overlaps with somebody else, then we're going to say, okay, then we're going to cross that from our list and we're going to contribute to that. So we're going to see at the end of this episode how many we have, inshallah. All right? Good to go, Rose? Inshallah. Inshallah. <laughs> okay, mashallah. All right, so here we go. So we're going to start with Aziz. Share with us your easy productivity tip. Okay, so I have seven tips that I, how to say, I, I currently uh, use the way I found it from my readings, uh, from the book, from um, YouTubers. So number one, uh, design our environment for productivity. So I got uh, these tips from the book, uh, Atomic Habits. For example, if you want to eat healthy, you should design your environment to eat healthy. Don't buy the chocolate. You buy fruits. Don't keep ice cream stocks at home. Yeah, you just keep uh, a healthy food, right? So same goes to productivity. We should declutter anything that causes distraction because distraction is, I think, is the opposite of productivity. So for example, our phone, we should put it away from our desk. But if you need your phone, uh, we should be aware of what are the applications or apps that will distract you. For example, for me, it is, of course, Facebook or Instagram, right? <laughs> so I delete it from my phone. So I use other uh, other devices like uh, I just, if I want to check my Facebook, I would, I would check it in a website, in my laptop. But even, even that, I have this application that it will block the newsfeed so that I won't scroll, scroll, scroll it until... Oh, ah, it's, okay. Yeah, I got it. Uh, I got the tips from... Yeah, I don't remember who. And we have also um, apps for Android and Apple that will block any distraction during our work so that we can uh, fo focus on our work. So even books can be distraction, right? So put uh -huh. it away from our uh, work, working area. It, it was a distraction for me. I thought it was a, a good one. They call it... Uh, professional procrastination. So okay. if you you have okay. a a, yeah, uh, a difficult task, you're usually wandering around and you see a book or or wanna, you you want to read it ah. just for five seconds, right? right before right, you right. you start. So you should keep it away. So keep all this section away, uh, because it surely will boost your productivity. That tips that is uh, tips number number one. Yeah. Uh, but I just to add to that, I think that's a really good point. Mm -hmm. So even the digital mm -hmm. environment you can design. I think that's the, yeah. the interesting tip here. Right? Yeah, that's good. Actually, just to add to this, this is actually a very good point. This is how I uh, improved my dieting habits actually. So there was one, a, a long period of my life, I, I put my fridge full of fruits only. There's no biscuits, there's no chocolate, there's no ice cream. Oh. <laughs> so when you open, there's only like apples and orange. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so yeah. And it worked, mashallah. <laughs> and also, also uh, brother just mentioned something about, about removing distraction, yeah? So uh, it's a minor point from your bigger points. I also have that. I just want to see some of the th things I do to remove distraction, especially in the office. I have a, I have a, a good friend in the office and we chit chat all the time about work, about anything, yeah? Uh -huh. So it's it's actually a hazard for, for both of us and we, re we realize that, yeah? So what we do when, when we... <laughs> We used to try to avoid one another. 
when we, when we don't have, when we're not busy, so we don't like that. But now the way that the office has been aligned, we are next to one another in the same cubicle. That's a big problem, yeah. <laughs> so what I'll do is whenever he comes in, when he goes for something for a quick meeting or whatever, when he comes in, I'll quickly put my earphone and pretend that I'm in on in the meeting. So that's how I. Uh, okay. 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 Because okay. you know when you when you start you can't stop. Indeed, indeed, yeah. <laughs> okay, okay. That's good. Mashallah. That's good. <clears throat> okay. You, you, you want to choose the, the next the next person, Brother Aziz? Uh, you. Uh, okay. Here. Okay, Mashallah. Thanks a lot. Okay. So tips number two: strengthen your intention. Yeah. In fact, have oh. a formidable intention. Yeah. And when we have a, a a really strong intention, it helps you focus. It helps you keep your eyes on the prize. Yeah. And 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 when you say having a formidable intention, yeah, there's the try to align your intention to get the best reward, the highest reward, yeah. And mm-hmm. and there's no bigger reward than asking for uh, the pleasure of Allah and asking for His reward, uh, asking for the pleasure of Allah and His reward on the day of judgment. And if you do that, then Allah will will grant you success in the next life and in this life, whatever you want from from your productivity. Inshallah, Allah will also give it to you. So that's my tip number two: strengthen your intention. I'll pass the ball next to Brother Faisal. Okay, good. Masha Yeah, just to add to that, I think that's really good because uh, I have that also similar to that. So one of the tips for me lah to to be productive is to ask yourself, why am I doing this? Huh? So mm. like, what you want to do is project yourself. Like this deed, whatever I'm doing now, when it comes, when it's going to be presented to you on the day of judgment, would you be proud of it or not? Uh, look, mm. you reframe it that way. That's your internal thought process when you, when you think about it, huh? Correct, correct. Actually, this this thought actually is very sobering. It's like, oh, okay, what am I doing, right? <laughs> so, so actually, yeah, whatever you're doing on your phone, whatever apps you're doing, right? I mean, sometimes, for example, like as you said, like for them, social media, some of them, no, no doubt, there can be a productive use for that, right? Yes. Yeah. yeah. So you have to ask yourself, like, okay, fine. Like, is this something that I can justify or not <laughs> on the day of judgment, or is it pure time wasting that? Oh, I'm going to be ashamed of this. So. Yeah, I think that that's a very like okay, the steps you out of, uh, out of this uh, that 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 habit thing, and 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 be more focused as Ami said. So, mashallah. Mashallah. Okay, so yeah, Ami passed it to me. So my productivity tip number three is share knowledge or teach others. So I find that whenever I share knowledge, it, there's this always this commitment that you want to give that extra boost to do it with super ihsan. That's for me. So every time I have an opportunity to share knowledge, whether it's like preparing for an episode of the Barakah Effect podcast, or maybe you know we can t- t- conduct a tazkirah or a halakah, or maybe even a knowledge sharing at the work- workplace, maybe it's like you know maybe three minutes sharing on safety. Uh, even recently, I had an opportunity to do like a twenty minute sharing on my career journey as a technical manager, or even you know just to do simple sharing on on write up on social media. Oh, when you have that opportunity, right? You you really put like a lot of Tender loving care to it, you know. You try to research. You try to verify your facts. Sometimes you rehearse the content, make sure it's really good. You know, you have this extra dash of ownership to deliver the best. You know, like for example, if you want to present to an audience, like you you, you want to respect people's time, right? You want to make sure that whatever time that they they have pro, they have dedicated to listen to you, it's going to be something that's worth worthwhile. So it it always pushes me to do extra. It's different when you don't have that commitment to share knowledge. You're like, ah, it's okay lah. That one I can study later lah. You know, you can. There's always an excuse to procrastinate. But when you share the commitment, like it, it pushes you to do it, son. So to me, that whole process of preparation to share knowledge, that journey itself is what makes it productive. So I, I, that's why I like. So I remember actually reading, uh, like when we went to the course of etiquettes of stud- uh, student of knowledge, like Islamic students of knowledge. One of the earliest chapters, 
the the author emphasizes like when you seek knowledge, have plant a lot of positive intention. So of course, the ultimate intention is to please Allah, right? How do you please Allah through many different ways? So one of the intention you want to plus uh, plant. So for example, among the intentions is like to remove ignorance from yourself, but also put the intention to teach people. When you have the intention to teach people, it changes your mindset now. So now, when you learn, it's not just to understand, but now you have to think like three steps ahead. How can I learn this and know it well enough so that I can best convey it to other people? Ah, it's gonna change, right? Inshallah. The way they're gonna learn it, right? Yeah, I think it's the best way as well is to think of it as an investment because whatever you teach others, you have a share in it. You know, yeah. um, it doesn't go to waste. And if the person practices it because of what you taught, inshallah, you will get the same reward as them. As it is said in the hadith. Yes, yes, yeah. yes. Correct, correct. Yeah. yeah, I love that. So that really boosts the yeah, motivation sure. up, right? And also, yeah, the agree. scholars mentioned the best way to reinforce your and reinforce, strengthen your current knowledge is to teach others. Mm, so okay. you kill mm. a lot of birds, not just two yeah, birds. I think right, you kill right, more right. six, seven birds with just one stone. Yeah. <laughs> Bingo. Nice one. And right. when you think about dunya or in the office, <laughs> if you teach someone, for example, our junior, so we can delegate the work to him also, right? Mashallah, <laughs> uh, yeah, indeed. Yeah, true. So the productivity, that's a good one actually. That's like a capital mm-hmm. build-up that you see yeah. down the line actually. Mm-hmm. Yeah, really good. Okay, so that's from me. So let's move to Reza, inshallah. Okay. Um, so my number one productivity tip is to start the day right. And this is based on the hadith. Rasulullah mentioned and he made the dua for his ummah. Allah bless my nation in their early mornings. And this is recorded in Sunan Ibn Majah. And this is so true. If you even think about it from a practical perspective, you know, even um, without thinking of it in, in, ter- in terms of uh, from the religious perspective, whoever starts the morning, if you, if you find productive people, they start the morning right. You know, they, they wake up early in the morning, either exercising or doing productive things and it really gets your juices really pumping in the morning you know so so this is one way to really uh start your day right and and if you compare yourself like we have been working from home for quite some time in the past two years and at times there are days that made you feel that because it's the same environment all the time uh, there are days where it's a bit more lethargic than others but and you are confined to your house or your home and therefore, sometimes you feel a bit lethargic to start in the morning. But the difference between that and starting with a, you know, for example, if you we've had the chance now uh, to go to the uh, masjid during uh, Fajr, you can see the really the difference between that and uh, starting the morning right. This is this is one number one productivity tip that that uh, really I think for me at least uh, really gets the day. Uh, right. If I if I don't start the day right, then the day goes to waste. It for me at least. So so this is my uh, the number one tip. Me. Yeah, I love I love this. I have this too actually. In fact, I want to add to this as well. Is that actually many modern authors, not even non-Islamic authors, they are emphasizing this part now. So some mm. of the famous ones, uh, I think you guys have seen him, Jocko Willink. You know the super buff. Uh, Mm, the, the brutal guy, right? <laughs> so, <laughs> he swears by the concept. He's an ex-Navy SEAL. So he swears by this habit of waking up at 4.30 a.m. every day. So he's oh. like, you know, he's going around telling everyone to do the same thing. Uh, even recently, there's a modern author named uh, Robin Sharma. He has the book called The 5 a.m. Club. 
So the idea here is that because when you wake up at this time, the rest of the world is asleep. So you have like total me time totally for yourself. And if you can compartmentalize this in a way that, you know, you can you can put the very simple productivity stuff, it, it might not look like big in, in, the, in the short in the short you know, span of things, right? Span of time. But if you do them consistently, ooh, the benefits will just poof, explode down the, down the road. And actually, this is really useful. I find it like uh, when you get a lot of stuff done in the early morning, it gives you a very strong morale boost. So for example, like Reza said, right? So if you, you let's say you do things in, the, in your commute and then after Fajr, you get a lot of stuff done, right? And then so by the time you actually start your day, you already got a lot of stuff done. So your mindset is like, yeah, I got so much stuff done. Everything else is like kind of like a bonus. But actually, in fact, you just started your day, you know? <laughs> so, yeah, sure. It's very motivating. Like, oh yeah, I can do more. That's nice. And it puts you also in the exclusive club of, uh, of people that Rasulullah made a special du'a for Allah's blessing to be upon them, right? Yeah, Allahumma mm, barik. Yeah, Umati fi bukuriha sah. Yeah, so, Allah, yeah. Allah, uh, Rasulullah made a du'a that Allah blessed his ummah in the, mo- for, in the morning, yeah? in the early morning. Yeah. Mm, Okay, so okay. next we we go to uh, back to Brother Aziz for the okay, number five, right? Tips number five. <coughs> yep. So, um. Okay. Tips number five is tidy your working area after work. <laughs> oh, <laughs> housekeeping. Yeah, okay. <laughs> yeah okay. housekeeping. <laughs> okay. So keep our workstation tidy. But for me, I'll tidy up before I leave my office or. I, my my workstation so that I have to tidy it before uh tomorrow before doing my work for the next productive day so you just come to work and do your work it's like a ritual after <laughs> after everything it's like um shut down ritual uh, i can say it so you uh, it's like you have to disconnect with your work before you go home or you want to spend time with your family oh, and then uh, yeah. okay it's like closing shop, huh? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but it's good. I mean, when you arrive in your office the next day, you feel like, oh, you're starting fresh. Right? Yep. Yeah, it's true. You don't have to busy yourself to to tidy up uh, before you start work, right? Yeah. Mm. Oh, this is new. And also, you saw like, uh, uh, remove those that false, false pretense that, you no, know, for, for you, a busy person, he has to have Loads of documents on 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 his desk, yeah. <laughs> yes. Uh, yeah. 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 <laughs> Not on my desk, inshallah. <laughs> <laughs> I even have a comment from my friend, from my colleagues. Why why is your table so so tidy? You don't have you you, you don't do any work. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but I like that point. Uh, it's like it's like a ritual to sort of disconnect yourself. So it tells it sort of. It's like a habit to say, okay, my work is done for today. So now, like, switching to personal life. Yeah, that's cool. Mm. Inshallah. Okay. Next. Okay. So, Boomerang comes to me. Point number five. Uh, tawakal. Six. Six. Sorry, point number, number six. six. Number six, yeah. yeah. To have tawakal to Allah. And we say tawakal, it has to be two things. You have to first know what are the means to achieve that goal. You have to, be, you have to know that. And then you must have a strong conviction that any benefit or any prevention of harm only comes from Allah. And if you haven't, if you have done all the possible means to achieve it, it still falls at the mercy of Allah whether to grant it to you or not. Yeah, so be mindful of that. Have that proper tawakal. 
yeah that's uh that's point number tips number six for myself okay mm-hmm. um we just so, add to that lah huh? So I I have something similar. I mean, I just uh just contribute to this part lah. So how I implement the tawakal aspect is this: I'm trying to do more of this. I I I think I'm get, I'm lacking in this, but to make doa as much as possible. So when you whenever you're struggling with anything, just make it like your first habit: make doa first, mm, and then yeah. and that that actually gives a lot of convic- personal conviction. Like oh, because you know the hadith right that uh the Prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam says that Allah is shy that when a slave raises his hands and ask him and then Allah returns that slave empty-handed. So Allah like must give you something. Allah is like Allah put a commitment that he must give you something. And so this puts you like very optimistic. Oh, mashallah, I already put in the effort. So I and then you you make dua and then you know like you have this optimism to know that Allah will give me and if Allah doesn't give me, it must be something good for me. Uh so that gives you that that tawakkul boost. Yeah, even in so, the morning askar, right? We have the the remembrance of Ya Hayu Ya Qayyum bi rahmatika astaghit aslihli shani kulahu wa la takilni ida nafsi tapain. We ask Allah to make our day easy and uh, not um uh how to say facilitate facilitate our affairs, right? Yeah, our affairs, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. leave it to us. <laughs> Uh, no, leave, 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 leave uh, in the blink of an eye, right? Not even yeah, exactly. Not even not even in the blink of an eye. Right. Yes, yes, yes. Big, and it shows that we are always in need of Allah's uh, guidance and mercy. Even in the Something that, that's that that's not forbidden, that's within the law, that that is actually lawful. Yeah, for instance, mm. you want to get rich. Yeah, you don't you don't go to the uh, to the to the to the, what, the, the machine slot to get money. So that's that's uh, that's, that's <laughs> okay. not part of a uh, that's not okay. part of a uh, uh, getting uh, uh, the means to to achieve something. Yeah, yeah. Actually, it's a really good point. Right? You you reminded something. It's not just about like slot machine, but even day to day, right? Because we these days the hot topic is integrity, right? So yeah, true. Yeah. yeah. So. This idea of tawakal strengthens the idea that if you want that hope of Allah's blessing to you, of course the means must be halal. So deception, deceptive practices like you know, uh, cheating your timesheet, for example, you know, mm. forging signatures. You know, this is not going to get. What kind of tawakal are you going to get if you're going through haram means? So it's kind of mm. like it reminds yourself also actually. That's what makes it productive. That's right. That's right. Yep. Okay. Uh, over to you, Hifaisal. Oh yes, yes. Okay, all right. So for me, um, okay, this is going to be a bit for a, a, a strange one, but it's to keep yourself busy with responsibilities. So there's a quote that goes, uh, "Busy people get things done," and the implication here is people who are normally free, or you know, maybe they don't have much to do, they have all the luxury of time to do. They actually they won't do much actually. So I realized that that describes me actually. So I realized that when I'm with my family, when I'm working full time, when I, there's loaded with responsibilities, lots of constraints, a lot of people depending on me, that's when I'm most personally productive. I do a lot of things done. I get a lot of things done. But recently, there was a, a chain of events that somehow I had to be alone for like two weeks away from my family. And I realized I'm so unproductive, man. <laughs> so, <laughs> I have a lot of things to do, but I'm like, there's no sense of urgency, you know. There's no like, you know, uh. Why, for son? You know, it's a uh, very sluggish. You know, so yeah, I don't know. That's just me. So I, I realize I procrastinate a lot. So it takes me twice the amount of time to do the same amount of things. So I realize that if you have a lot of things to do, especially when it involves like other people, 
you you have that urgency to get things done faster and there's this rhythm that you have to keep up and because you know that you you're stacking things like task A and then task B and then task C so if task A you're going to procrastinate a bit task C down the line is going to have a lot of problems right so yeah. i realized that having this uh like um how to say it uh, the commitment device uh, that's the the term that people use that that commitment device helps me to be in that productive momentum right inshallah Yeah, so that's uh, tip number seven from me. So next one, I'll pass to Riza. Okay, so tip number eight. So we always talk about risk, right? Whether it's uh, through our wealth or, you know, good relationship with our family or just ease in everything that we do. But do you know what the foundation of our risk is? This is actually taqwa. As Allah mentioned in the Quran, Surah At-Talaq, Whoever is has taqwa of Allah, is mindful of, of Allah, he will make a way out for them and provide them from sources they could never imagine. So actually your risk, if you think about it, you want lawful uh, and, and barakah in your risk, taqwa is the foundation. So basically, if you want ease in your life, what you, what you need to do is just implement that you have taqwa of Allah in everything that you do, whether it's doing his uh, uh, instructions or leaving out his prohibitions. So this is um, something that is not perhaps known by a lot of people. People think that, you know, uh, a lot of times that the risk is a direct cause of what you do physically or, you know, you strive hard at your work. But actually, the unseen barakah from having taqwa of Allah at all times is that, that he eases your risk. So this is productivity tip, uh, one of the, another productivity tip you can implement. Through taqwa. Through taqwa. Okay, mashallah. So next, uh, Brother Aziz. Okay, tips number nine. Break the task into small chunks. Ah, okay, <laughs> Anyone so, got this? <clears throat> something so, similar, yeah, yeah. Something similar. So, I have also something similar. So I But let's hear it. Let's hear it. <laughs> I learned this from the book. Eat that frog by Brian Tracy. Ah, yes, yes, okay. yes, 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 yes. Yeah, yeah. I I was wondering why he named why he put it uh, title Eat that frog. So if you read it, any big task or difficult task is like an ugly big frog, right? <laughs> the more the the uglier the frog or the more difficult the task is, the more we will procrastinate to start our task. <laughs> it happens to me now. Mm. So. He gives this analogy of eating eating a ugly big frog. So, <laughs> what would you do? Uh, what should we do if we want to to do any big task? So, he gives this analogy of eating a frog. So, the first thing we should do is to set our table <laughs> before we eat. Right, we should set the table. So, put your ugly frog on the table, just like. Eating any big portion portion book uh, portion food, you should cut it into small chunks. So this is the main idea of the book. So to do it chunk by chunk or eat it one bite at a time until it is <laughs> until it is complete. So just like our task, so we can complete our task actually, no matter how difficult it is. Do it bit by bit. What is what is important is that we have progress. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Also, 
it reminds me of that concept that is from the book uh, Atomic Habits. You know, um, just make because it easy. make it easy, just because yeah. the progress is invisible to you at this point of time. You know, it doesn't mean that it's not there. And you know, actually, when you do it step by step, uh, small steps, you know, in, inshallah, it, it will end up in a big impact after a while if you keep at it. Yeah. Yeah. See what you do there. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I have a similar tip as well. So I wrote it here as uh, make it easy. So actually, hadith it says that right? yasiru wala tuasiru. Make it easy. Don't make things difficult. So for if you want to start a habit, try to make it start in a way that it's very accessible for you. So I think we shared it in a previous episode before. That's how I start for some habits. Like if you want to start reciting Quran, recite at a pace that's very easy for you. That it's like it's so easy that. If you don't do it, you're like, what? You can't even do this. Mm. So, for example, just set something easy. You know, re- recite like three lines per day. Three <coughs> lines. Come on, man. You know, <laughs> something like that. <laughs> And then, like for me, uh, I wanted to plan the habit of uh, solat nafil, the nawafil solat, the twelve rakaat per day, right? Mm. Like just recite very fast. In our final kalkalthar kulo halas, you know, make it fast. At least you do it, right? Like that, make it easy. Because uh, if we make it like, oh, I have to recite, you no, know, very long, and so. It, And we procrastinate because it's in our mind it's like difficult. Yeah, so I find it very useful. Mashallah. Mm, I think one of the things that help that is if you have like very measurable goals, right? Like um, so you know, for short term this is this is what I need to execute. For medium term this is what I need to do, and for long term this are uh, what what is required for the for the for the, to complete this particular task. So if, mm. if we can quantify it, and you can see how how small you can quantify that, then perhaps and it, it will real it will. Uh, Relap nicely for, for you to achieve that, that that bigger goal, yeah. From all the small steps, small measurable steps. Mm, Shalom. Okay. Okay. Is it my turn now? Yes. Uh, yes. Number two. Ten. 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 Okay. All right. So uh, prioritize. Yeah. Prioritize. Uh, uh, make an action item, and and this is best to do it end of day the previous day or early morning the the, the next day. Yeah. Mm. And to do, and distinguish, you need to be able to to distinguish what which one is the good from the bad, the important from the least important, the more important from the least important, the one that's more urgent and the, and the one that's that's that you don't need your urgent, uh, it doesn't need to be closed out urgently. Yeah? So you you know, cluster cluster those activity in, in in the respective boxes, and then and then and then make a list, the action plan, and then schedule your time. Yeah, what what where where are the important ones that you can slot to to perform this uh, perform this task and be mindful of your Of your own personal uh, uh, focus, at, at times you at at certain times you, you might be uh, you might be more into anal- analysis that that you can you can actually think of uh, some strategies to to write start, write some programs. Yeah, and at times you just maybe like on auto drive. Yeah, especially after lunch, you're a bit more auto drive. You you just and mm-hmm. for that maybe is uh, you do reporting. Yeah, at at the time. Yeah, so you don't have to use a lot of brain power. It, it, you're just gonna do a bit more mechanical, automated in. In 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 uh, in uh, processing that 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 task at hand, yeah. So prioritize, and then make an action item of the out of that, and and suit that to your to your to your strength in 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 the in, in in your daily task. Yeah. Mm. Oh, good. I also have this. <laughs> I remember I learned I learned this from um, a trainer five years back. He called it uh, do your to do list. Um, he called it uh, one elephant and five rabbits. He, he used this analogy. Huh. Uh, the elephant is the most important task you need to 
complete by the day. The most, the the, the biggest impact on your productivity. Oh. And the five rabbit is the, it's important, <laughs> but less important than the first one. So, uh. what he said is, you need to identify your big task or your, what is your uh, priority. Hunt the elephant first. Focus your time and energy on the elephant. Then hunt your rabbit. Mm. Usually after lunch. Mm. Okay. Oh, okay. that's a good one. <laughs> good concept. Ah, okay. <laughs> so the elephant before lunch. Oh, good. Good, good. Inshallah. Yeah, maybe I just add, add to this as well. I have something similar. Islamically speaking, prioritization is very important. And I think this is something, uh, a great oh. nikmah for us, right? So we know like, for example, wajib, Fardu Ain has to come first, then, then the mm. wajib, and then the sunnah, right? So when you think about like the things that you want to do throughout the day, always bear this priority in mind first. So for example, if we put too much emphasis on the sunnah at the expense of the fardu ain, like our five daily prayers, we kind of mm. lost the plot, right? I mean, yes, yes. That's, not the, that's, right. the, yeah, that's not the optimal productivity. Even though it might seem that on the surface, for example, reciting the Quran is sunnah, right? But if you do so in a way that it, it impacts your wajib, uh, then, you know, I mean, it on, on the surface, it's like, mashallah, reciting so much Quran, but, you know, kind of lo- losing the plot, you know? So, yeah, I think that's an important point to note. And, and also on that, sorry, go ahead. I, I just to give me one one point. Yeah, yeah. go ahead. Not, yeah. not just for for Fardu Ain, not just for uh, worship matters, yeah, but even for for your day to day family matters. For instance, you you mm. promise your mom, I'm gonna pick you up at this time. But then mm. an important meeting came up. Make sure you reschedule that. Yeah, make sure you I mean you either you reschedule that meeting or you tell your mom uh, or you tell your brother, can you help uh, patch mom at this time? Okay, yeah. Okay. So mm. so you make some some balance. I mean, if, if something changes that plan, make sure you have a. You, you attend to it. You don't just leave it like that, yeah. Mm, and and yeah. Uh, either you're gonna get a, a, a grumpy mom or a grumpy boss at the end of the day. Yeah, both are not good for you. <laughs> yeah, good one, good one. And also, I think uh, just to add to this productivity about uh, as Muslims, right, for our ibadah, one of the ways that I prioritize is you identify the hadith which says the best of deeds are something, because there's so many uh, sunnah deeds, right? You don't know like eh, which where do I start, right? Right. Uh, so uh, the best of deeds, I decide. Like, oh, I think I can do that. Ah, so you know, like uh, that, that kind of assists us on where we can focus our efforts. Mm, inshallah. Okay, I'll, okay. I'll uh, next uh, to Brother Faisal. Okay, so my next productivity tip number, I guess number eleven. Eleven. Right? Yeah. Okay, productivity tip number eleven for me is journaling, writing. Oh. So. Yeah, actually writing okay. for me is a habit that really helps me focus, helps me arrange my thoughts and sometimes discover new ideas actually. Oh. So, especially when you learn something, when you whether it's attending classes or reading a book, writing is something that helps you really solidify that knowledge and ground your knowledge. So, I remember reading up one of the biographies of, uh, you know, Abu Hatim al-Razi. Have you heard his name? It's one of the uh, the book, mm-hmm. Aqidah al-Raziyain. That means the two al-Razi and he is one of them, the al-Razi. So, uh, he speaks about a habit that they used to do as, as uh, when, when they were studying. So, in the day, they would intensively attend classes. Class, 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 class. And at night, they write. Write, write. Mm. Write down everything they learn. So, it's important because just downloading but without that writing part, it's not very strong yet. So that writing part is where it really commits because now you're forced to not, you're first forced to read it, like learn it for second, third, maybe fourth time, right? Yeah. So that's right. why scholars right. always recommend write down the knowledge. That's how you, that's how you can uh, solidify that. That's how you tie the knowledge. Huh? Tie the yeah. Tie the knowledge with writing. I think just to add, maybe it's like a bit like, like, like writing your whatever you know, right? 
Yeah. Like in in a uh, uh, in hadis sahih, right? There's one criteria. It's, it's uh, the 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 raw the raw the one who narrates it mm. needs to be dabit, yeah. Uh, someone who's uh, sharp and all this aware, have awareness, yeah. And then sometimes they they they, they write it down uh, based on their memorization. They they they, they transmit the, the hadis based on memorization, and some is a uh, transmit based on writing. Mm. So so the scholars put a, a criteria like the, the the of course the the best is always memorization and writing. But the second one is actually by writing. Oh, so writing has okay. has one step above than than uh, before uh, higher than memorization <laughs> itself. Yeah. Mashallah. Mm, yeah. So yeah, that's why even scholars today they always recommend us to write down our knowledge. So you know, I've been to so many conferences and even lectures that the speaker always says, "Well, brothers, yeah. you need to write. Sisters are so good at this." Whereas brothers, mashallah, they are all memor- memories of Abu Hurairah and Imam Shafi'i, <laughs> <laughs> and we never seem to learn. We are still think that we are Abu Hurairah, you know. <laughs> that is also part of the etiquette of uh, seeking knowledge as well. Yeah, you, you write down, yeah, and if if you don't write down, it's not. It's like you're not serious, you know. It's uh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Actually, something to note lah, because I, I kept this habit up. So every time I attend a live class, I, I'll try as much as possible to write things down. Actually, the thing is about us, right? When we learn things, we think we understand, but when you start to write it down, you realize how fractured your thinking actually is. Mm. So when you actually write it down, you're like, hey, oh, hey, why, ah? Huh? Then then it forces you to find the dalil again. Hey, so where did you start quote that again? So actually, it really arranges your thoughts, and then that makes you very mature in that knowledge. So I, I find that very useful actually. So yeah, sometimes if you don't write it down, you might not read that that, that thing again, right? So and also, and so you, uh, to test how good you write, you pro- you need to read it back. See, ah. you usually understand what you what you <laughs> yes. written uh, Very good. last week. Okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So that's why for me personally, I put it a habit. Every class I every live class I attend, even if it's online or face to face, I'll always make it a point to capture the pearls of wisdom, the highlights, the things that I love, and I'll share it back to everyone. So that ties back to the previous tip about sharing knowledge, right? So that kind of like puts that habit. Oh yeah, let's let's start, you know, like, uh, and 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 share this habit. So it triggers a lot of great ideas along the way, and you know, just to share as well, uh, by writing actually it helps us to inspire ourselves to f- discover new ideas actually. So something I heard from a podcast from the author. Have you heard the name Austin Kleon? He mm-hmm. wrote the book. Uh, yeah, I think Aziz read the book, right? Show your work and steal like an artist. So interesting, he said about something about writing. He says, actually, so a lot of people think that we write because we have a lot of good ideas. But actually, it's the opposite. Because we always write, that's why we have good ideas. Ah, it's interesting, because huh? you keep up the habit. So a lot of authors, what they do is like this, they just set like a daily habit, write 500 words per day, 1,000 words per day, whatever it is. And the more you write, no matter, some, and it has to be simple, right? It doesn't have to be like perfect. Just write lots of crap it's okay as long as you write <laughs> so that's what I do uh, What I, I don't have a journal per se but I have this word file that every time I have some thoughts I'll just jot it down and you know if it's uh, I find something inspirational I'll just write it down just keep on writing and if it's good enough I'll share it on my social media so at the end of the day I think like probably like 30% gets shared the rest are all just uh, discarded stuff <laughs> so that list keeps on going and going and I, I think I've been doing this uh, this one file since 2017 about five years now and this document is now 665 pages <laughs> oh, so you just keep it in one one single document yeah, yeah it's all there mashallah every dalil that I just thought is just there but if it's not mature enough, huh? or if I think that it's uh, not good so I just won't share it's just there but you know okay. if you do this long enough it's, it becomes like your archive of thinking so yeah eh yeah, I did think of something. Nice, close, close. Oh, yeah, that's that's the one. 
So it's actually very beneficial for you actually. It's not for other people. It's for yourself first. So yeah, it's, uh, journaling is actually a very beneficial habit and it's uh, quite motivating to see what your own thoughts were maybe three, four years ago. Inshallah. Okay, so that's for me, uh, tip number 11. So next one I pass to Reza, inshallah. All right, so for tip number 12, um, I just want to quote a hadith from Sahih Muslim that Rasulullah wasallam he mentioned, be prompt in doing good deeds before you are overtaken by turbulence which would be like a part of the dark night. So the lesson here is hasten towards doing good deeds. And this also transcends to other parts of our lives, for example, in our work. It basically, is essentially, is a warning against procrastinating. Sometimes we feel like, okay, it's a small thing, we can do it later, right? But small things... Um, sometimes when you put it off, you never end up getting to do it. You know, for example, yeah. even if you think that it's it's better, uh, sometimes when you you go to the masjid, right, you do your fart salah, and the actually the sunnah is to pray at home is is the better one. But sometimes you get so sidetracked at home that you don't find yourself doing doing the the sunnah at home in the end. Yeah. So sometimes. <laughs> Is this actually? It's better to just do it in the masjid, uh, although it's it's not a good not, priority, for example, yeah. compared to the the house. Yeah, yeah but but sometimes it's just better. I mean, in the sense yes. that you just get it out of the way, out of sight, out of mind. Then you just focus on other stuff without uh, that thing lingering on you. So that's just an example, but it also applies to basically everything in in our lives, mm-hmm. right, brothers? Um, yes. In our work, in our family, what you promise to. Your parents, your kids, um, everything under the sun, just hasten to the one that is good. And and inshallah, this will prevent us from being uh, lacking in, in uh, our responsibilities. So this is uh, a productivity tip. What was, it, what was the number again? Number 12? 12, 12, yeah. 12, yeah. okay. Yeah. I just add to this as well. Uh, it's a hadith that reflects this. One is Ihris ala mayan fa'uka, like be rush, be enthusiastic towards what benefits you. And the other one, which is very inspiring, I find is that the Prophet says that if you find that the day of judgment is going to happen and you have a seedling, a tree to plant, mm. just plant the tree anyway. So the point here is that, you know, because ah, day of judgment is going to happen, ah, there's no point anyway. Like tomorrow is not going to happen, not going to come anyway. But still, the Prophet says, if it's something beneficial, just do it. So yeah, I find this very uh, inspiring. Like, don't don't procrastinate. Uh, and, and what what Reza shared is exactly what applied to me. So I, you know, like for example, after Maghrib, after Isha, you feel like oh, it's better to pray at home, right? But once you get home, yeah. <laughs> 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 right? Life happens, right? <laughs> so I find the best thing to do, yeah. like like what Reza yeah. said. Yeah, it might not be the best to pray at masjid, but yeah, after just after your zikir, just straight away salah. Oh, then you're done. Alhamdulillah. So, yeah, it's, yes. it's, it's very beneficial. I, fi- I remember this quote from one of Dr. Ali's book. I, I can't remember whether this is love or heart therapy. Uh, it's a quote from one of the Salaf. So they, they told him to become Imam. He said, Akhi, uh, why don't you become Imam? There's lots of benefits in Imam and so on. And then he says, uh, okay, next Salah. I mean, you know, next uh, next Fard, inshallah, I'll be Imam. And then the, and then the other guy rebuked him. Subhanallah, you actually think you're going to live long enough until the next Salah? You know what I mean? So, wow. You know, that, that tells you that the mindset of the, the Salafus Salah is to have, like, don't think that you're going to live until even the next prayer. Don't even think that you're going to survive until Asar or Maghrib. You might die before that. You have this chance now? Go ahead. So, oh, wow. Interesting. Inshallah. <laughs> <laughs> Inshallah. <laughs>
Okay, so uh, uh, next up, uh, productivity oh, number three. number thirteen, right? Thirteen. Uh, yeah. Akhi Abdul Aziz, Fadal Akhi. Okay, this is uh, n- number number thirteen, right? Yeah. This is a mm. technique. Mm. <laughs> ah, okay. One one of uh, the famous one, I think, mm. Pomodoro technique. Ever heard of that? Ah, yes, yes, yes. Yeah, Pomodoro actually means tomato, right? Oh, is it? Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> It's actually means no wonder I've heard this word somewhere from yeah. a cooking show, perhaps. Uh. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. I think it's in Italian. So uh, this okay, technique okay, okay. actually helps you to stay focused on only one task at a time. So you can reply any email later, or you you can call your colleagues after you finish your task in hand. So how does this technique work? So by you need a timer. You 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 set your timer to twenty five minutes to focus only on one task, any task, one task, no multitasking. Uh, you don't. Uh, it's better to use any headphones or whatever, so that you only focus on that particular task twenty five minutes, mm. and take a break for five minutes after that. So after four rounds, maybe uh, you you would take a longer break, maybe fifteen to twenty minutes. I usually take. 20 minutes to drink or to take uh, to take a meal sometimes you can finish your task uh, for the second round because you focus 100% on that particular task for 25 minutes so this is a good mm. technique especially for me <laughs> uh yeah, i i always think that i can multitask or sometimes i never get things done because i'm out of focus so this is good technique for people who are always mal- Think they can multitask and never get things done. So even now, we have tons of productivity apps uh, that that include Pomodoro technique in it. Hmm. I think it's We're like a sandwich, tomorrow, right? Inshallah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I think it's like a sandwich, right? It's like twenty five minutes, then like ten minutes break, then twenty five minutes something like that. Yeah, usually okay. they do it twenty okay. five minutes uh, work, five minutes break. And after uh, four rounds, they will have this fifteen uh, to twenty minutes break. Yeah, it's, yeah. it's like a tiny so, yeah. to focus on on a particular task, is it? But that's yeah, yeah. Uh, I see, put I a see. timer on it. It's yeah. this is very good if you you are so distracted with mm-hmm. other things. Yeah. yeah, the idea is because twenty five minutes is not very long actually. Twenty five mm. minutes is like it's enough to get things done, but it's not like too long that it makes you feel like stressed. Because yep. maybe forty minutes can be a bit lengthy. One hour can be a bit lengthy. Twenty five minutes, yeah, you know. Come on, right? Twenty five minutes only. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so it's like a it's like a mind hack thing. So you do twenty five minutes, then you rest, then do twenty five minutes again. Yeah, I think that's very useful. Okay. Okay. Amir? All right. So I have something similar. Uh, I don't know whether whether to include in, in your previous one. So tip number fourteen is a uh, time is precious. Don't waste it. Yeah. So meaning. If you have a task at hand, make it meaningful. Yeah, try your best to to achieve that whatever targets you have set up for that particular task. So I give an example. Yeah, sometimes you've been called to a meeting. If you're not clear what this meeting is all about, what objective of that meeting, what are you supposed to contribute in that meeting? Chances are you won't be contributing to this meeting, and and you probably is better that you excuse yourself from it. Yeah, because everything that you do, you, you, there's a receiving end to that work. You want to make sure that whatever quality you put in that work. The receiving end will will be satisfied with that, and he and it's going to be useful for him to to continue that process. Yeah, so he has tried your best to do something which is meaningful, 
uh, avoid this is to avoid wastage and and stress in the, in the, in in that that will come from it yeah mm. uh, and, and this is not just about not just also about 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 uh, doing work but it's also I, I use it like uh, even to to wind down in the office if I need to just network for a while just to speak about someone's conference or or discussion I say okay I'll try to do 10 minutes um, water cooler talk maximum. So yeah, anything more than uh, uh, if it's a uh, now I'll make some excuse. Oh, I got a meeting to run. But actually, if I cross a 10 minute uh, boundary, probably uh, it's just gonna be a chit chat. Yeah, so something like that. So don't don't waste your time. Yeah, uh, do 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 what you plan out for, but make sure everything you do is meaningful. Yeah, that, that's all. Okay. Hmm. Very good. Okay, so I'll go with t- tip number 15, inshallah. Yeah. This is gonna be a bit uh, unique. Huh? <laughs> Maybe a bit, probably a bit, a bit surprising. Uh, my productivity tip is humility, uh, being humble. So the Prophet says, whoever humbles himself for the sake of Allah, Allah will elevate him. Now, a lot of people are wondering, like, what does humility have to do with productivity? So I think we shared this in one of the episodes previously in my one of my favorite books uh, titled Good to Great. Right. Mm. So this is actually the characteristics of what they call a level five leadership, which is a very surprising trait. Number one characteristic of level five leaders are they are humble. Humble. And people are like, what does humility have to do with it? So the idea is when you have this mindset of being humble, you're on this constant feeling that you're not really that great. You know, you kind of, have you heard of this term, imposter syndrome? You kind of like feel, Mm. you're not really belonging to this. Like, oh, I'm just this pretentious guy. It's a matter of time. People expose me. So I better make sure I do my best because, you know, I'm not that great anyway. So, you know, you're you're always on this productive momentum knowing that you always have these gaps to improve on. And contrast this, contrast, what's the opposite of humility? What's the opposite arrogance. of humble? Arrogance. Arrogance. Right? So if you're feeling like, oh, I'm, I'm, on, I'm on top of the world, you know, I'm the best at what I do. Uh, right? Then you're going to be complacent. You don't, yeah, yeah. everybody else is beneath you anyway. You don't care, right? I mean, you're, you're already top of your game. There's no there's nothing to improve. The next thing you know, poof. Your competitor is going to beat you. Like your rabbit, <laughs> eh? like your rabbit and a tortoise. Exactly, yeah. <laughs> and a tortoise. <laughs> so, so I, I really love this advice <clears throat> from Al-Hassan. Uh, I have to apologize. I can't remember whether it's Hassan bin Ali or was it Hassan al-Basri. So I have to look it up, inshallah. So I really love this advice. He says that this advice is every time you leave your house, plan the mindset that every single Muslim you meet is better than you. Oh, subhanallah. Wow, this is profound. Mm. So the idea behind this is that everyone is better than you in something. It's just that you don't know what that thing is. Maybe mm. if somebody, you think you're better than that person, actually there are aspects about that person that you don't know, that confirm is better than you. Maybe he prays at night, better than you. Maybe he obeys his parents, better than you. Maybe his dawah is far better than you, but you don't see it. Maybe he's not your friend in Facebook, something like that, you know? So I find this mindset very productive. Now you will look at other people and say, hey, I wonder what this guy is good at. You know, like you, you try to find the good in people. So that makes me pro- more productive. So I always like compare myself to different benchmarks. So how I implement this uh, humility as part of productivity is like, I have comparisons about different friends. So for example, I know this friend is better than me when it comes to praying early at the masjid. This friend is better than me in say, seeking knowledge. This friend is better than me in, uh, in uh, maybe the conduct. You know, so... I always have these benchmarks. Okay, I want to try to be like the guy. I want to try to be like the guy. Try to be like the guy. And so that's one. Another way to be humble is also the Quran. The Quran is an excellent source of humility. So Allah always reminds us, puts ourselves in the place, you know, especially Surah Al-Insan. If you read that, you realize that, oh man, we are like, there's nothing to be proud of. We are just, you know, lowly creations that Allah is the one who honored us through Islam. So yeah, I find that humility is actually 
a very powerful productivity tip that we can implement inshallah i have something on that but it's 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 something more more general like like good akhlaq like when because when you have good akhlaq people will find you easy to deal with mm. you you okay. you're not you're not haughty mm. ideas get uh, communicated easily trust is 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 built uh, better uh, no backstabbing there's a lot of uh, a lot of positive uh, things the, the working relation becomes becomes something sweet and, and it, it maybe extend uh, to 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 true friendship yeah so i think good akhlaq goes a long way uh, and and one of the biggest uh, uh, trait of akhlaq good akhlaq is humility okay mashallah mm. mashallah okay good mashallah so next one is uh, riza right yes uh, where which uh, tip are we on now number 16 16 right? 16 okay just continuing on the theme from uh, brother amir and brother aziz on time right so my tip is uh, use your idle time right so no idle time is wasted wasted at all for example if you are having a commute to the office uh, it takes you maybe one hour or half an hour to go to the office mm-hmm. make sure you use that time to the best of your ability for example you can recite some quran you can listen to lectures you can plan out your day for example or you can reflect on your day what what you could do better what what you can improve for for next time and maybe it segues into uh, the habit that brother faisal mentioned is journaling maybe you can do your journaling in on the train on uh, as your daily commute or you know even if it's not uh, on your daily commute uh, sometimes you are walking to a to a certain destination um that there is also you can optimize this time for example you can uh, do some istighfar you know um uh, you know uh, collect more good deeds in the times where you think that this is just something that uh, is mundane time or mundane tasks so there's a lot of actually if you think about it and if you notice and you have implemented this habit um slowly implement implement inside habit you will find that actually in your life there is so many opportunities to make use of it in the way that you didn't realize before so so mashallah i think this is an excellent productivity tip that we can instantly apply inshallah so make use of our idle time in the correct way I like yeah. this. That's good. Yeah. Actually, there's a lot actually. Uh, commuting on the lift mm. while waiting for your turn mm. at the, mm. you know, while waiting for your food when you're waiting for your yeah. order, waiting yeah. for your turn at the at the clinic. Actually, there's a lot of time that you can use it in, in this way. Actually, mashallah. Yeah, mashallah. So okay, next, uh, brother Aziz. Back to me. Yeah. Mm. Tips number seventeen. Seventeen. Oh. I also got this from Atomic Habits, the two minutes rule. I think this is the oh. remedy for procrastinator. It's a promise yourself that you will spend only two minutes on any thing you want to do or start, like for example, exercise, any outstanding task. Uh, okay. And this technique, it will help you to eliminate the excuses that stop you from starting mm. <laughs> and usually mm. even after the two minutes is uh, is finished or the motivation to continue remains so you inshallah you have the momentum to finish or to start any uh, any good habit you want to start inshallah mm. good I like this one 
Okay. Tips number 18, yeah? Uh, be patient and always stay positive. Reality check, life is always full of obstacles. Yeah? No one's going to give you a free lunch. Yeah? <laughs> it just, when you got an obstacle, it's part of parcel of, 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 of life. Just got to work around it. And there's a, inshallah, there's always be a, a, a workaround uh, to, to all our problems. Yeah? Just trust the process. Have patience, trust the process. Have, have trust in Allah. He will open up doors for you. Sometimes, sometimes uh, don't throw in the towel too early. And don't throw in the towel as well, yeah? And if you need help, get help, yeah? So, yeah. Patience yeah. and positivity. Yeah, it's a good one. Uh, to add good to positivity one. as well, if you wanna, it's not only product, productive for yourself, but you, if you do this for other people, you help them be productive. So, people are going to go through ups and downs. So, by being that person, actually, there's a hadith that supports this. So, uh, correct me if I'm wrong, if I phrase it wrongly, but it's something to do with omens. So, the Prophet Sallallahu says, the hadith in the Bukhari, which... The best of omens is fa'al, like this uh, optimism, a good word. So mm. saying things like, yeah, don't worry, inshallah, we'll, we'll try our best, put our trust in Allah. So what I, what, how I implement this is that like, in, when people are struggling something, I always try to make them see the silver lining of things. Or even at the workplace when we're facing some crisis or something. So I say, yeah, oh, I see an opportunity here. Yeah, it's, yeah this, this is uh, not the best, but there's an opportunity here. We can do this. So it helps people like, okay, let's think about moving forward now. So that's in that way it makes it makes the group productive. Mm. Oh. Okay, very good. So next one is uh, tip number 19. 19. Wow, this is difficult to choose. Okay. <laughs> okay, I'll, I'll, I want to supplement what Reza said <clears throat> about using your idle time right. And this is something a bit uh, different, which is try to train yourself to adapt yourself mm. to boredom. Oh, Let me say that wow, again. Okay, <laughs> wow, okay. Adapt to boredom. Get used to being bored. Ah, <laughs> being comfortable okay, with bored. Okay. Yes, being comfortable with bored. Now, why do I say this? Because what's what what's the tendency when we have idle time? What, what do we normally do? Scroll your phone. Yes, open scroll social phone. media. Scroll, 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 right? So this is the problem. Like when we when we when we have these pockets of time which Allah gives us to make something really productive and meaningful we will usually find ways to kill it because we're so hooked to these, these uh, quick gratification things. So we, we talk a lot about dopamine, right? This is the dopamine fix that our brain has been so attached to it. So when we have these pockets of time, we'll always turn to them quickly. So you have to train yourself, just fight that urge. Like when you feel bored, don't open these things. Like just get used to it. Oh, this is boring. All right. Get used to it. <laughs> Get used to it. And then fill it up with things like that. So, because the, the, the downside to this is because we are so hooked to these quick gratification things uh, like social media or even maybe reading the news or opening YouTube, these kind of things, right? So, because we are so hooked to these kinds of things, it's not our first instinct to do things which people think is kind of, you know, boring per se. Like maybe vicar might seem boring in that sense, you know? if you're not used to training yourself. So, yeah, get used to this. <laughs> a bit of an unusual trip, unusual tip, but that's actually to supplement that one because uh, then you then you will want to make use of that idle time, inshallah. Inshallah. This is something that uh, I think I can, will try to implement. It's, it's difficult when you have the idle time and then you, you have your phone here with you. Yes. <laughs> Automatically... <laughs> right yeah subhanallah but uh, yeah this is a very good tip inshallah yeah one thing I've been trying to do uh, I think I should do it more often is that when I when I find that there's idle time I put my phone on plane mode airplane mode 
So, oh, wow. So, no, do not yeah. disturb. Right, exactly. <laughs> so, there's no incoming feeds. So, you got to do things which are more deliberate. Because a Quran uh, app, you can use offline, right? <laughs> <laughs> Just saying. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Okay, so, uh, Reza, isn't it? No. Yes. Yeah. Okay, tip number 20. Um, okay. Take on responsibilities or do deeds uh, consistently but moderately. So don't take on a task that uh, is too heavy for you. So you 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 are your own judge that you what you can take on. Uh, don't be overly optimistic. Um, Rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam he mentioned this in a hadith in uh, Al Bukhari. He mentioned do good deeds properly, sincerely, and moderately, and know that your deeds will not make you enter paradise. And that the most beloved deed to Allah is the most regular and constant, even it were if it were little. So the, the tip here is that perhaps uh, you want to do everything that uh, is there in the Sunnah, right? Um, you know, for example, the the morning prayer, the duha prayer, you want to do eight rakah. But actually, if you think about it, if it's perhaps not sustainable for you, maybe you can just start small. You know, um, as long as you do tick the boxes. Let's say you just do two rakaah, but you keep constant it every day. This is actually something that is really beloved by Allah because you are consistent in your deeds. And to to take on what you can um, bear or doesn't burden you, actually this is um, good for you in the long run because actually there's this concept called uh, that you manage your not just your time, but also your energy. Because if you take on too much, you might burn out in no time, you know, after... Maybe one month is okay. Two months is still okay. The third month, you're basically out of ideas and you burn out. So, so the the key here is from the lesson of the this hadith: do deeds properly and sincerely, but moderately. So, this is uh, I think this is a very beneficial tip, especially for myself. Mm, mashallah, very good. Very good. Okay. Uh, next, uh, Brad Aziz. Okay. Okay, maybe okay. just to share. So this will be our last round, isn't it? So yes, uh, yeah. we want to limit our time. Uh, so inshallah, okay. this will be the last one. Okay, right. Okay. Okay. Tip number 21, right? Yep. I think this is unusual. Uh, take a rest. Have some rest. Right. We are mm-hmm. human. I think it's not humanly possible to work day and night, right? <laughs> Because Allah has created night to rest and day I think to work or do do our 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 thing. So as mentioned in Surah An-Naba, verse 8 until 11. وَخَلَقْنَاكُمْ أَزْوَاجَ وَجَعَلْنَا نَوْمَكُمْ سُبَاتَ وَجَعَلْنَا اللَّيْلَ لِبَاسَ وَجَعَلْنَا النَّحَارَ مَعَاشَ We have created you in pairs and made, made your sleep a means for rest and made the night as clothing and made the day for livelihood. So take some rest. We are we human. We have limitation. Spend time with your family and friends. Thank your your spouse for helping you. Give appreciation to to our our teammate, and maybe we can share some uh, maybe some knowledge with our friends, and yeah, take some rest. Mm, can I add to that? Uh, yeah, I think this I have something similar to this. Like yeah, when the goings get tough, yeah. You just gotta recharge, wind down, relax, de-stress. You know, you can do it through exercise, coffee breaks. Yeah, just something that 
that you can just refocus. The idea is just to refocus and to manage your stress level. That's so why you come back uh, at 100% again and ready for, for, for the next challenge. And, and when, when you're doing this, sometimes you, one way, like uh, what the companions do is they sometimes they treat their ibadah, their worship as a means of sanctuary, as a means to recharge. Yeah? Mm. Yeah, from, from, their, from, their, from whatever that's bothering them, from whatever they're worrying at, from their hectic, challenging schedule. Yeah. Like uh, take time to uh, like uh, via prayer or doing your morning zikir, uh, afternoon zikir, doing a bit of a quick recitation, just 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 brush up a bit on quick memorization, and some and also lectures sometimes at night, yeah. Because sometimes you, if you don't fill up time uh, with something, you 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 tend to to bother uh, you worry about what what's happening at work again, yeah. And just sometimes mm-hmm. you and when you start opening that laptop at night, and that's it, man. Maybe you're gonna sleep at two o'clock. So yeah. when you go do something different, when you have lectures, yeah. especially lectures or something, or, or call your parents, your, your talk to your wife, your kids, yeah, it yeah. helps you. It, it help it, it helps you maybe focus on more important things, yeah, and and uh, and you and, and you come back the next day more more energetic, more, more ener- feeling energized, feeling energetic, and ready for for the next challenge, yeah. Yeah, I like that. Ready for the next challenge, Yeah, actually, I have a similar tip. Maybe I just uh, to complement what Aziz is sharing. Actually, uh, getting good sleep is actually a very important productivity tip. Uh, you know, Usain Bolt, the Olympic sprinter, he has a quote actually that says that his rest is just as important as his training. Hmm. Interesting, huh? Yeah. Wow, interesting. So, you know, the I... The fastest I, man. Yeah, the fastest man, exactly. So, just to like, for me, I used to think that rest, sleep is a waste of time. In my 20s, I'm like, ah, who needs rest? So, <laughs> whenever I want to get... It, it seems like, like it, it shows that you are weak, right? Yeah, exactly. I used to think yeah. like that. Ah, come on, rest is for the week, that kind of thing, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But then in my 30s, then I then it's catching up on me. I'm like, okay. Now <laughs> no, I'm I realize my mistake, you know. So yeah, so I, I rest is what energizes us. And actually, from a biological perspective, rest is what because in a day you accumulate a lot of stress hormones, that cortisol, right, in your mind. So sleep actually flushes that all out. So when you wake oh. up, yeah, when you wake up, you're actually more productive. And studies have shown that when you're studying something. Uh, that rest is important, that that's adequate sleep is important to ground that knowledge that you learn throughout the day. Mm. Uh, that's something. It's like that's, it's organized, organized the, the information in our brain, right? When we correct. Sleep. Yes. Yeah. If only I did this back in my undergraduate days, you know, we used to drink like Red Bull and everything. I stay up all night. <laughs> totally unproductive, man. Like you, you just learn it <laughs> totally for Totally wrong. The, totally wrong. You just learn it for that exam. That's it. You will get up to that. <laughs> true, true, true. If you need to take all those kind of uh, food, yeah, supplementary, just be careful. Make sure it's, it's a legit one. I, I tried something. Uh, I was I used to work on, on, on the rig side that, that, that dangerously go beyond 24 hours, beyond 18 hours. That I mm-hmm. once drank a Red Bull with Coke and co- and coffee in the oh. same in the same glass. Wow. So okay, my eyes can't okay. take that's, it, but my heart is like pounding like a train. Like, <laughs> to oh. So after I finished that job, I could not sleep for another for another day. Oh, oh. <laughs> despite sounds... being tired, huh? Despite being tired, oh. yeah. Oh no, that sounds really <laughs> mental, man. It's <laughs> <laughs> actually torture. <laughs> <laughs> So yeah, actually, this is a habit that I want to get back into. Uh, I used to do it uh, one, one time when I did. It brought so much health and productivity benefits in my life, which is to sleep early, actually. And this is actually mm-hmm. a sunnah of the Prophet Sallallahu right? It's narrated in so Al-Bukhari and Muslim that he disliked mm-hmm. talking after Isha. So if you think about it, right? Like, for example, Qiyamullah is like the quintessential habit of Muslims, right? They do so consistently. But how do they do it with the adequate amount of sleep? The key is sleep early. Sleep early. Right. So if you want to get amount of sleep and also maximize your ibadah and the last of the night is to sleeping early. 
So that's why Imam Manawi, he said that, you know, it's a, the reason it's makro to speak is because, you know, it leads to people staying up late. Like what Amir is saying, when you start opening up the laptop, you probably sleep at two o'clock. If you sleep at mm. two o'clock, what time do you think you'll wake up, right? So <laughs> yeah. this is what will most likely prevent you from Qiyamulayl. This is what, this is what Imam Manawi said. Yeah. So that's why uh, the, the best thing to do is sleep early. This is something that uh, it's not easy to do actually. You have to fight a lot of temptation. Yeah? Like, don't start anything after Isha. Oh, that's that's. Yeah, I have to get back to that habit actually. <laughs> Mashallah. <laughs> Me too. Come in. Okay, my last. One. Did we see anything about self-reflection? Oh, no, not yet. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So number twenty-two. Number tips number yeah, twenty-two. Self self-reflection and and for you to do self-reflection, you gotta write down what 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 works and what doesn't work, and don't make excuses. It doesn't work for you. Say it's my weakness. Don't try to uh, make excuses for for your shortcoming. Yeah, learn from that mistake. Yeah, and then and 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 uh, if if beneficial, share it with others. Yeah, so maybe others can also benefit from from your own. Uh, yeah, from from this learning. Yeah, it's, it's not, nothing to be ashamed of if uh, if something doesn't work for you, and 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 you share it with others. It's it's a part, inshallah, part of a growing as in the community. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that, that's I have for for my last. Uh, Tip for today. Yeah, it's very good. I want to compliment that as well. I have simply similar. Uh, it's I call it self awareness, which is getting to know yourself better. So we need to understand like what makes us productive and also what makes us not productive. So there are certain people that I'm around that when I'm with them, I become more productive and more inspired to do more things. Some people not so much, right? So I mean, you know, with all due respect, you know who these people are. So yeah. you can just make a conscious decision: we spend more time with this person and less time with that person. And also, there are certain things, certain certain events in your life which can make you less productive. So for for me, for example, it's opening YouTube. <laughs> the second I open YouTube, it opens the floodgates for unproductivity. <laughs> and I just know recently, so it's just being alone, like not be, being away from family. It's like. Eh? Man, I'm so sluggish. Like, what's going on? <laughs> this is not me. <laughs> so yeah, I mean, uh, it's not it's not something I'm proud of, but you know, at least we understand ourselves. And like I may say, you know, like, like you know, it's uh, you know, just recognize yourself and you know, do things to make up for those shortcomings and and ask for the help from Allah. Inshallah. Okay, what do you face up? Okay. Wow, it's so difficult to choose the last one. Hmm. <laughs> Okay, uh, I'll go with exercise. So, yeah, for me, exercise has always been uh, my my favorite productivity habit. So, number one, exercise has been scientifically proven to improve brain health and cognitive function. So, uh, it, it, it's proven that when you actually get your heart rate running up, you actually your brain actually functions better. So, they found out that mm. schools that have this habit, actually they score better than other schools who don't have any any exercise routine. Interestingly, <laughs> so it also pump boosts your morale. And for for me, for example, uh, <clears throat> strength training at the gym, that's uh, something that I find a very strong productive habit. Because uh, what you do is when you when you do strength training, like when you lift weights, you train yourself to do difficult things. And what this does is it pushes you to push your own limits beyond your comfort zone. So actually that helps, you know, that, that 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 actually kind of boosts your morale. So the overall effect is like you feel, yeah, let's take on more challenges. Because you've taken on something really difficult. So I usually pair exercise in the morning. So normally when you've done something really difficult in the morning, you're like, ah, the rest of the dish, probably less, not, not so difficult. So it gives you that extra motivation. Yeah, so it, 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 yeah, you take on more challenges. Okay. Yeah, so yeah. what it does is, yeah. I can attest to that actually when the difference between if you have a day that you had 
exercise in the morning and a day where you don't have exercise in the morning. It's just like, uh, I would say night and day. Yeah, it's different. so right? much more energetic and you know, you you can take on anything that comes your way. <laughs> sometimes yeah. when when you don't start it with exercise, sometimes you feel a bit, oh, okay, what's next? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Same thing happens here. Like the, the rest days, I feel really sluggish. <laughs> Something's missing, man. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, actually, what it does to you is that it, it, it sort of tells yourself is that, yeah, if you can overcome this very difficult task, whatever it is, whether it's lifting uh, heavy things or it's running just a bit further or just a bit faster than your previous time, then it tells yourself, oh, inshallah, I can overcome anything less. And something about exercise is that it's something known as a keystone habit. So this is a term that I learned from the book, Power of Habit uh, by Charles Duhigg. So a keystone habit is a habit that triggers other habits. So when you exercise, number one, it forces me to hydrate. I drink a lot of water. So without exercise, that's that habit's not so great. Uh, using During exercise, normally I use the workout time to listen to something beneficial, like a lecture, a class, or a good podcast. So find inspiration in that. Normally when I find that inspiration, it also triggers me to write the interesting ideas that I can share at the Baraka Effect. <laughs> right? <laughs> so, yeah, that's another habit. Right? So that, that yep. triggers that other habit also. And I realized that, you know, when you have this uh, habit of working out regularly, it actually helps you sleep better at night. So, triggers mm. the other habit, right? So, alhamdulillah. Yes. So, uh, in, in my previous days, when I didn't exercise so well, so uh, for information, everyone out there, I used to be overweight. So, back then, I didn't exercise very well. I used to have insomnia. I find it difficult to sleep at night. So when I actually start exercising regularly, alhamdulillah, like that 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 uh, that that difficulty went away. And sure. so also psychologically, when you exercise, I don't know if you guys feel this, but when you exercise, it kind of like tells you, hey, after all that hard work, you know, jaga it, you know, take care of your food intake a bit lah, you know, don't, oh. yeah, <laughs> yeah, 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 take care of your diet <laughs> lah, don't don't splurge lah, come on lah, after all that hard work, right? don't let it go to waste, right? So <laughs> kind of thing. Sometimes it can go the other way around. Sometimes it's like, ah, after all the hard work, you deserve this lah, bro. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, you know, you gotta, you gotta understand yourself a bit better. Like, that's, that's <laughs> so yeah, that's the last tip from me. Exercise, inshallah. The morning struggle, the choice between nasi lemak and a tuna sandwich. Ooh, <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> the simplest decisions are sometimes the hardest. <laughs> <laughs> okay, can I just share a little bit? I think that, uh, about, about eating, yeah, because you touched a bit on eating. Yeah? I remember this right. is, is a very scary hadith on eating. Yeah? People, uh, so go something like this. I can remember the hadith. People who eat their heart out in this life will be the most hungriest on the day of judgment. Wow, really? Oh. It's a hadith. Huh? Subhanallah. Yeah. <clears throat> wow. Subhanallah. Okay. Can, can we, like, can we uh, along those lines? Yeah. yeah. Can we cop out a bit? Just one additional one about food. <laughs> so, <laughs> okay. Okay. <laughs> yeah, I think bonus. So, bonus. Yeah, just bonus. <laughs> too. Actually, I find it's very useful because I find that eating healthy actually helps me be more productive. I realized that uh, recently I'm a bit more liberal when it comes to food. Ah, uh, not not Dean. <laughs> <laughs> You don't discriminate your food, yeah? Yeah, <laughs> you don't discriminate food. So because we enter the office, right? So people bring stuff at the office, right? You know, banana fritters, donuts. And I'm like, Bismillah, mm. right? Man, mm. you eat those things. It really clogs your, your brain, man. It makes you sleepy. And you know, before that, I didn't have that. So I realized that, yeah, actually, be mindful. Uh, when you eat healthy, actually, it, it, it helps that focus. And when you start becoming a bit more, you know, not so mindful on that food, it actually does affect your, your performance, actually. Mm. 
It's true. It's true. Yeah. Okay. So, Reza, number 25. Oh, we're at now. 25, right? 25. Okay. Uh, so, how, you know, daily, right? A lot of, for a lot of us, we, we, we feel like, you know, when you start your day, for example, on Mondays, you feel Monday blues or something like this, or you feel lethargic <laughs> when you start your day, right? right? So how can you change this to energize yourself um, in your daily habit? Hmm. Um, one tip that I have seen that has worked so far is, mashallah, to have a daily reflection or tadabur of the Quran in the mornings as a source of daily inspiration and uh, as a source of ibadah. And you do your ibadah. So also it, this ties on to the tip before that start your morning right. This is one of it. And make sure you just do something small. Um, let's say even just 10 ayah or you know um, 20 ayah or 50 ayah. Doesn't matter what you can squeeze in in the particular time. But make sure you recite the ayah well and you do a reflection of the ayah. And you know the Quran actually this is such an amazing book that it's full of reminders and really it's a manual and a guidance for all of our actions and if you you reflect on it in the morning this will set your outlook for the day this is what um and it reminds you of the encounter at work no matter how stressful or how heavy this is actually just small fry when you compare <laughs> it to the to the real purpose of life and what's uh, to come in the Day of judgment. So this is uh, such a good reminder of, you know, the punishment of Allah, the rewards of Allah. And, you know, I find that when you do this, it renews your motivation. It renews your sense of purpose that you can set, you really align the priorities in your life that uh, it reminds you of your purpose of life, why you are doing everything that you do in your, you do in your life. And also, and Allah mentioned in one of the surah, Allah bidikrilah tatma inna kulub. Verily, the hearts find rest in the remembrance of Allah. So, this gives you um, sort of a calmness in the morning when you start this day, uh, reflecting on the verses of Allah. And, and really, really helps you start your day right in the best way possible. So, this is, I think, uh, one, one good, really good tip to uh, implement. Uh, and you just implement it in a small way, a few ayah, this is enough, inshallah. Mm. Yeah, so that's it. That's a really good one actually because uh, re reciting the Quran is, uh, it's like, kind of like puts a big picture perspective in life so that you're not always like, like, uh, how to say it, like very uh, disturbed by the nitty gritty of the daily grind. Yes, yes. Yeah, it's correct. Right. Because sometimes you can have like tunnel vision, right? Because you are so immersed in whatever you're doing, for example, at work. Yes. And you you feel like that is almost like the, the the final end of it all or something like this. But yeah. you can get too too caught up in work that that you forget everything that is really important. So this is a, always a good reminder for us, shall yeah. we? So you condition your body to, for the day, yeah? condition your yeah. mind, your, your body for the day. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, and nowadays it's so easy. It's it's always in your phone. You can access it anywhere. You know. Yeah, yeah. 
Yeah. It's like or else it's like or what Malays call it serabut ah. Your brain is a very serabut. Yeah. Yeah, like, so many after, things like ah. after thoughts from yesterday's <laughs> job still there. Yeah. 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 So you need that perspective to like okay, this is just for this time, right? There's something greater ahead. Yeah. That's right. Correct. Correct. Yeah. Mashallah. So alhamdulillah, uh, we've reached the end. So we've got 25, which is 25 mashallah. actually, right? In how how long? Yeah, what we started with ten thirty. It was about one hour fifteen minutes. Yeah, right? yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, not bad, mashallah. Yeah, actually, it's twenty four, but we had that cop out one, right? Food intake. So ah uh, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> so, it's about twenty five. So yeah. I don't know. Shall we shall we still call this episode forty? Yeah? Uh, yeah, I think so. Part one. Sure. Yeah, part, <laughs> part one. one. Part one. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> inshallah, inshallah. Well, it's really good, inshallah. So I hope it's been useful for everyone. It's quite nice actually. Yeah, get the. Yeah, quite yeah. nice. I already instantly uh, have uh, singled out some things I want to try to implement tomorrow. Ah, <laughs> great, great. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Allah. Allah. It's a good one. Yeah, I'm not gonna refrain myself from saying anything. Okay, <laughs> we'll keep it for the next one, inshallah. <laughs> so thank you very much, brothers and sisters, for your time. Inshallah, alhamdulillah, we uh, hope we we hope that all of you found this beneficial, and we can we hope that all of you can find something that you can be implement in your life, whether it's in your career, in your family, in your religious activities, in your ibadah, in your studies. And may Allah Azza wa Jal make us amongst those who make the best out of our time and a limited time in this dunya, and so that we can achieve success in dunya and akhirah. Amin. 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 So, and on that note, Subhanakallahumma wa bihamdik wa nashadu an la ilaha illa anta wa nastaghfiruka wa natubu ilaik. Assalamualaikum warahmatullahi wabarakatuh. Wa alaikum assalam. Assalamualaikum warahmatullahi wabarakatuh.